Welcome to What's Your Forte, the interview series presented by Bandology. Bandology is a proud Canadian nonprofit dedicated to more music for more kids via education, collaboration, and community. Hi, everyone. You're listening to another episode of What's Your Forte. I'm Catherine, the business coordinator at Bandology. I'm joined today with Karen Donnelly, the principal trumpet player with the National Arts Centre Orchestra. Karen, how are you doing today? Just great. Just great. Feeling good. Did my workout. Ready to start my warm up. (laughs) Put in a little interview in between. That sounds good. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your current positions? Uh, Well, like you said, uh, I I play uh, with the orchestra here in Ottawa, uh, Canada, and it's uh, Canada's national Art Center Orchestra, and I've this is the end. I'm currently in the last, say, three weeks of my 26th season. Yeah, uh, so I got the this. I came here in '96, and uh, I was in an interim three one-year positions, filling um, uh, sick leave, and then in '99 I was uh, so it was acting principal trumpet for three years, and then after that I got the job. Um, for real. Yeah. And I also teach at the University of Ottawa. Yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. And um, so when did you first pick up an instrument? An instrument or or the trumpet? Both. Okay. Well, okay. So uh, my mom had um, a rule in our family that everybody had to take piano. So we took we took lessons like, you know, in, I think it was in grade two and grade three, taking piano, nothing too advanced. It didn't really stick. But um, the other the, we also had to take band uh, in grade six um, where in where I'm from in Regina, Saskatchewan. And uh, so there was there was not an option. Everyone had to take band. So I started the trumpet in my grade six school band. And um, I also play a a little bit of guitar. Uh, I I suppose I did take a few lessons for a little while, but there's a lot of music in my family. Actually, my mom played piano as an as an amateur pianist and sometimes an organist at at church. And uh, my dad had a very beautiful singing voice and, and actually he was an amazing whistler. Like he'd just be whistling all the time to like tunes on the radio or whatever. And it was like, whoa, that guy. Now I look back, it's like, man, that guy could whistle. You know, he still can, of course. So, but um, so yeah, so there was always music in the house and like some of my brothers had a rock band, and, you know, so it was always like, uh, there was always music happening. But, uh, and there still is a lot of music in my family and extended family to, to this day. I mean, we get together at family events and there's always sort of impromptu like, music band or like playing around a campfire or so for someone's wedding or whatever event but i'm the only sort of classically trained musician but there you go yeah so that's kind of a nutshell that's how i got into it yeah that's awesome and so what drew you to pursue you know your passion for music as a career it's funny, you know how I, I don't know how other people feel about this, but like, I don't know, I, when I graduated high school, I, I did not know what I wanted to do, like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And um, 
I actually quit the trumpet. I actually thought, I thought it was, my mom was a social worker and she, you know, was helping in the community and working with people. And I knew I wanted to work with people somehow. Um, but I, so I, I kind of imagined that maybe I would do maybe social work or law or something like that. And uh, then that this, so I actually like put the trumpet literally like under the bed after my last grade 12 band concert. And then as like serendipity, right? Like as luck would have it, maybe six or eight months later, I ran into this girl who was also at the University of Regina, but she was in music education. And she said to me, hey, we need an extra trumpet for the university wind ensemble. You should come and join. And I was like, nah, I don't know. I'm not really playing trumpet anymore. And I, it's, I don't know. I haven't touched it in months and months, you know. She goes, no, no, the music people, they're nice and they have good parties. And I was like, oh, okay. That sounds, that sounds like fun. Let's, let's, let's try that. So, you know, it, that's just like sheer haphazard that I don't know if I had not run into her. And then like, you know, I get in there and all of a sudden there's these music majors and like who were like were the best trumpet players I'd ever heard in my life. And I was like, whoa, that is really cool. And then the conductor of the wind ensemble happened to be the trumpet teacher. And after I sort of got my chops back, he's like, hey, who are you? You're you're kind of good and you should study. And then there you go. That's that's how I that's how I got <clears throat> onto my that's how I got back into music. I mean, I always loved music. A uh, band was a huge part of my training. Like I actually didn't have a trumpet lesson until my second year of university. That was my very first. And that is extremely unusual for classically trained musicians. Like, yeah, everybody knows you usually start at a very young age and usually super dedicated and youth orchestra all through like high school. And that's not, that's not my story. I, but you know that's how it that's how it went and i i used to think it was sort of a a curse that i didn't have those because i i mean i see the value of course now that i'm <clears throat> experienced the value of having that input every week on your technique and because i you know sometimes i still like oh that third finger if i you know it's still like here i am 40 years later playing trumpet and i'm still like if somebody if i'd learned that stronger technique maybe back then but it so i sometimes i think it was a uh, a curse or a weakness that i never had that early input and i always but but also now it was also a blessing because it gave me that like, oh, I want to, I want to get better. It gave me that I get into this, I'm dropped into this world of like, everyone is more advanced than me in my second year of university when I started studying music seriously. And I had this like, oh, well, and plus I was like, I loved it. I mean, oh, wow, what's that? And listen to that symphony. I was like, holy cow, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. And then listen to this next symphony. It's like, oh my God, this is incredible too. You know, so this whole world opened up, you know? So I've always sort of had that like, oh wow, what's that new? And just this morning, actually, before we were talking, I, I'm, I'm learning this a piece I have to play uh, in a, a month. Uh, it's a very well-known piece that I've listened to before by Strauss, um, but I, I've never played it. So it's different. So it's like you listen with different ears when you're learning something, um, you know, um, very intently and very with in-depth detail. I'm looking at the score and, you know, so, but um, that, I, I, I think that thirst, like it was always sort of like 
a curiosity or like pulls me in and music there's there's always something new there's always there's a new piece to learn there's a new band to discover there's a new genre to try there's even i mean you want to extend like you there's new instruments to learn if you there's always something very that can be stimulating for you in 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 any kind of art but particularly music of course Wow, that's that's amazing. I think so inspiring for young musicians that, you know, even if you don't have that like every week lessons, the fact that if you have the curiosity and the motivation to learn that that you can become a musician. So very inspiring. Thank and I, I mean, you know, like I did, of course, have like feedback um, of like, you know, playing concerts and having this like extremely joyful experience and was like, wow, that was amazing. I want to do that again. You know, or learning, like hearing this piece, like I remember, honestly, the very first time I listened to Schumann Symphony Number no. 2. It's an opening, uh, the opening that is is a trumpet excerpt. It's very simple. It's C, C, G, G, C, G, C. Like it's not complicated, but it's very soft. It requires a lot of control. And I was like, okay, whatever. Th that's the part. Okay, I learned it. I figured, you know, then I put on, you know, back then an album on the turntable and then headphones and I hear this sound and like the hair on the back of my neck stood up. This like with that string bed and this atmosphere that was created with this like trumpet line in the background of it, you know, this simple trumpet line, little mini fanfare thing. Oh, it's, it was, I, I, you know, it, there's, there's no denying that it was in there for me. I just found it later. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And I guess like once, once you were, you know, you know, decided to do trumpet or even in your band, who were kind of some of your major influences or your mentors? Well, you know, um, you know, I, I can of course say like my teachers, I mean, thankfully I've, I've, I've had great guidance from amazing, amazing people. Like even my high school band teachers were, like I credit that also for me being not too far behind because the band program in Regina was super active. Like when I was in high school, I played in a brass quintet, playing very standard repertoire, like repertoire that I'm still playing to this day, like legit brass quintet. Yeah, we had this incredible program. I played in a, a jazz combo, a big band, an honor band, you know, the regular concert band. So I was playing every day, you know, um, and like, of course, there was a social aspect of, of, so I could say like my mentors, I learned from my friends. I still do. I, I learned from my colleagues. I, I learned from, you know, you, you're playing something and you hear somebody play something beautifully, even if it's like one, whatever instrument, like a, our principal flute and in the orchestra here at the NEC. I mean, she's just a glorious player. And I swear every note she plays is like a beautiful pearl. So that is my inspiration, you know? So but trumpet mentors you know i again at the university of regina i studied with the trumpet teacher there he got me on a path ed dr ed lewis and then i went to mcgill and i studied with um the two super well-known trumpet teachers who were members of the montreal symphony at that time uh, bob early who went to play in philadelphia after that the philadelphia orchestra and uh, james thompson who's you know, these are the, these were the dream team members of the Montreal Symphony with all their famous recordings. 
were done at that time. And they're like the landmark. They are like seriously landmark recordings for much of the repertoire. They were just churning out and the orchestra sounded amazing. I would go hear them every week, sometimes twice, you know, Wednesday nights and sometimes uh, I'd sneak in for the second half of the Thursday concert, you know, to hear the symphony again. I'd be practicing at McGill and then, oh, it's it's time for intermission. So run over to Place des Arts, you know, just a quick walk over there and, and grab the concert. But I, I've, I've had great teachers all along. Even now, I will say like that also has sort of been this idea from when I started studying trumpet, like, oh, I have to catch up. I, I, I've always sort of had mentors. So even when I'm now I'm a professional and it is kind of unusual, but I still do take lessons. I still not every year, but like every other year, I'll go to a mentor, like a industry top standard person. And um, like over the pandemic, I had a Zoom lesson with this guy in the LA Philharmonic and it was amazing, you know, get some feedback and he gives you know, he obviously says, yeah, you sound good, but like, maybe think about this or maybe look at that and think about, you know, and it's sometimes it's the most basic thing that it can turn on a light bulb that will nourish me for months and months, you know? Well, yeah. Exciting. And I love how it's like the constant learning and like growing from it. I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And with, you know, with all these mentors, um, you've had just an incredible career. Uh, so do you have any career highlights that you want to share with our audience? Um, oh, that's a good question. I mean, <clears throat> well, I don't know. There's, I mean, the orchestra I, I, I play with, the NAC orchestra, I, I mean, we're lucky we get to tour quite often, obviously not with the pandemic, but we've been to lots of cool places. Um, but I, career highlights, I, I, I think one of my highlights was in uh, 2017. Was that the year? Yeah, when the, was the sesquicentennial of Canada, the 150? We went to every single province and territory. Uh, yeah, so and I so I got to touch every single piece of land on, in Canada, every single territory, and you know engage with the local musicians there and do some teaching and play concerts and so that was definitely something exciting. Um, we recently did a trip to Carnegie Hall. The orchestra hasn't been to Carnegie Hall for quite a long time. So it was really, really amazing to go back there. Wow, that's, in, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. You you got to play in every single province and territory. I think I, I totally- In one I wanna... year. It's cool. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. did you have a favorite place you played at? Well- it's hard to compare because they're- uh, like... no, Yeah. I mean, there's not, nothing beats going home to Saskatchewan. Uh, nothing beats pay, playing for sort of my mom and dad, you know? And mm -hmm. so I, yeah, but I will say I really loved going up north. I really loved going to Iqaluit and to like Nunavut and like the musicians there, meeting the community there. I don't know, I just, that just really, that really touched me somehow. And uh, yeah, I would love to go back or, you know, I, I follow these, their artists that I met up there. I follow them on Instagram and their work they're doing up there. It's just absolutely so inspiring, like real art, you know? So yeah, that's kind of cool. 
That is, yeah, so, so cool. Um, and with a trumpet being so versatile, are there any different, like, what is your favorite style of music to play? Because I know trumpet, you can play anything from pop to, to jazz to classical. So what's, what's kind of your favorite or is like can you not choose a favorite because they're just well it it, it, it is a little this is a little tricky question because it is you know sometimes people ask like what's your favorite symphony and it's like well what is the symphony i happen to be playing this week because i really love that you know what so but as an orchestral trumpet player i i gotta say i i think most orchestral trumpet players would say Mahler. The symphonies of Mahler is because the trumpet writing is so uh, idiomatic. It's so well crafted. There's lots of really detailed work, important uh, things to play, beautiful things to play, as well as sort of the typical fanfare. Sometimes you get these beautiful lyrical solos. But I will also say that um, I love our pop shows. I love, you know, we have a pretty great series here where we play all sorts of things. Sometimes it's the music of ABBA and sometimes it's movies. We play along to movies, you know, on the big screen. And we recently did a sort of a Broadway, uh, you know, honoring the composer Lerner and Lowe. They wrote the music to My Fair Lady. I don't know if you've seen that, but anyway, yeah. But I mean, honestly, I was playing that stuff and I just thought, I cannot believe I'm getting paid to do this. This is like, I grew up on that watching musicals with my mom. So it just really, I don't know. You can, it doesn't get any better than that. I don't know. So. Oh, that, that yeah. would just, yeah, it'd be just so much fun. Yeah. And Harry Potter. I mean, John Williams, seriously, getting to play Harry Potter, that is just a gas. Talk about amazing composer for brass. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's oh some great gosh. ones. Yeah. So, it's hard, so to, hard to pick a favorite. You're right, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very hard. And so, I guess since you're playing so much, do you have um, any like any exercises you do as a musician to enable you to play longer because i know you know winds and brass there's there's a lot it's very demanding on the lungs and the embouchure so do you have any exercises you usually do with that yeah i mean i i will say that there's something that um so yeah we do have to be mindful as as a as a brass player i mean maybe it's it's almost like i don't know if people it's like a singer a singer can over sing we can definitely overplay so i actually use a timer app on my phone um that it's a it's called seconds pro if anybody cares it's a customized it's an athletic app for like interval 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 training and uh so that that intervallic work where you uh, you can the custom timer you can put in what you're practicing and then your rest period so then it can be the length you know like i can do a warm-up work so i have this timer system that i use where it reminds me to take the instrument off my face and then it goes ding 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 and reminds me to get back playing because i can get distracted by like sending an email or whatever you know so that i i really never actually practice without it so that is um been a real game changer in terms of not over practicing because I can I've many 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 times over the years I get going and focus and I'm I'm practicing way down here and I realize oh my god I've been like playing non-stop like you know for 45 minutes which is a lot for brass so and I've been like oh god am I gonna have enough chops for the concert tonight so thankfully that that doesn't happen that much anymore now that I'm using this it's thinking more like an athlete 
in sort of this uh, like the interval training type uh, thing where I sort of like balance heavy uh, with light, loud with soft, you know, touching all the elements. I also use, uh, I'm just looking around to see if it's around, a chart. I have a chart of like a practice chart. Many people keep practice journals, but I have a list on the left-hand side of the chart is my things I want to practice. All the elements of trumpet playing, tonguing, double tonguing, slurring, flexibilities, high, low, loud, soft, blah, 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 repertoire even. And then the, the right hand, the up, that's the horizontal, the vertical is the days of the week. So I just check off. Did I do it? Did I do it? Did I do it? And I sort of have a three-day rotation of trying to get through all the stuff on my list. So that's also been helpful so that because, you know, you kind of get in a role of playing the same thing. It becomes familiar and pretty soon it's like, oh, man, I haven't practiced double tonguing in like, you know, three, four, five days or whatever. And all of a sudden, if you don't practice it, it becomes rusty, you know. So that's the thing is like making sure you're touching all the elements of playing so that you can be on top of all elements of your of your game for when anything can be thrown at you you know last minute repertoire change or like solo piece you want to learn you know if you haven't practiced triple tonguing for days and days or weeks and weeks even you're going to be not as agile it's just normal so this chart system and the app have been super game changers the other thing i i also have which you know young musicians might not uh well, I don't know. I wish someone had told me is that I always have an extra exercise band because playing a wind instrument, you know, like we are very often can be rolling forward with our shoulders and we need to have very good posture and strengthen between the shoulder blades and the back, you know? So I do a lot of like strengthening with the band to, to get the middle of my back, you know, and if you're working out, you do a lot of pulls or like, you know, just things to work on rotator cuff and lats. Anyway, so that's, you talk about physically demanding, it's physically demanding for your, and it also helps with stress. I, I do, like I told you before we started, I just did, or just did my workout this morning. So that helps me manage uh, the physical elements of playing the trumpet, yeah. Wow, so interesting. And I, like, these are totally new, like, techniques I've, I've never- What is your instrument? I play the oboe. Oh yeah. Yeah, would be the same thing. Oboe, very forward, exactly. the neck, you know, so we have to be my, I mean, you're young, but like, you know, like I say, I've been doing this for 30, 40 years or whatever. And I'm mindful of like, I see some people like this. So I want to have good posture. The body is aligned so that the lungs can be free as opposed to being restricted, you know, and it, it helps mentally too. It helps with my stress. It helps with my mental game. It's really, it's been a very good. I would strongly encourage anybody to look at that side. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Cause it's, again, it's not something that's talked a lot of in news in the music industry. So I think mm -hmm. it's really great that, um, this is becoming more and more, um, you know, people are talking about this more and more. Um, and so we're on a different note. Um, we ask this in all of our interviews. Um, why is music education important to you? Well, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that, I mean, anything that engages young people socially, that can get them to come together to work together away from the screen. I mean, I know the screen like really helped us through the pandemic, you know, 
but this social interaction, sharing, working as a team. So you can, you know, working together as a group towards one project, which is the concert. I mean, you can get that from a sports team as well. And I, I, I really think that's also extremely important is the physical activity and working all those elements of learning discipline. The thing about music that I think is different from those other social experiences of being on like on, on an athletic team, I think it there's this nurturing of our souls of our like of our hearts like when we have these experiences where you're you actually feel a warming inside when you hear something like i said like that schumann symphony where like oh man that the, i didn't know that that music touched me that way until i heard it that time when it was assigned by my teacher you know like i just hadn't heard it before and so that nourishment of our hearts which kind of you know we don't we don't realize how much we need that but now after this pandemic when we haven't had concerts and we haven't had this interaction of getting getting together we know what it's like to live without it so even more how this relationship of like being a, a, a musician at any level and playing a concert for anybody for your parent like at a school or for me at like, like a great concert hall wherever you know uh, we the audience needs me and but I need them you know it's a, this very we need each other this very it's a very um symbiotic relationship where and we definitely felt like through through the pandemic we we we, we didn't have that and oh, how brutal that was that but music music education it's also the element of like you know I'm when I'm t when I'm trying to help kids or students you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not thinking like, I want to help create the next Yo-Yo Ma on the trumpet, you know, like, or whatever, right? The next Wynton Marcellus. I think what we can do as teachers and as educators is we're, we're trying to make great people. We're trying to make this great human who's empathetic, who listens, who works with others, who's a, you know, but, and music is our vehicle, which, and it adds that sort of external, these skills of like, discipline and listening and, and conductor and organization but it's also this internal uh, growth as well that you get from that it feed like literally feeding our soul and you know it sounds a bit woo woo but like i really believe it and i really feel i really feel the pandemic that was a gift for me because and all of us you know because it we didn't have it we didn't have that opportunity and now getting back to work and getting back to working with students and I, I love it. I, I really love it. Um, it's one it's like it's really it's really a huge part of my of my concept of what I am and what I do as a professional musician is is trying to help the next gen. Wow, that's amazing. And I, I totally agree. I think the pandemic really, really showed us, you know, the value of music and how much, you know, we, we took it, we might've taken it for granted before. We and did. Realized just how impactful it is to even, even those who aren't musicians or who listen to music, like it's still one of those things that kind of makes us human, which I, I really like. Um, and so do you have any advice to young musicians who are interested in the trumpet or in a career in music? Well, 
there's I suppose there's two things I would say is that try to be versatile try not to pigeonhole yourself into like I want to be like you know as a trumpet player I want to have a pre-principal trumpet of the New York Philharmonic like try to learn all the styles try to think outside the box that be open and and also like that being part of that versatility is having a plan B of if if it doesn't work out like that maybe you have an education degree or that maybe you have like you know teaching theory or teaching another instrument or something that will also help you you know because it doesn't always happen very um quickly sometimes there can be years and years and that's what happened to me it was several years after i was finished my grad degree that i finally i was freelancing and finally got a job like i think i was 28 and then when i came to the nac i was 29 you know so um anyway uh but also you know, you have to really want it. You have to be ready and you have to be ready for most of your 50% of the job or more is spent on your own by yourself like this in the practice room, either studying music, looking at scores, listening to music, or like working on your technique, trying to keep because it's you think you're good, but you're never it's the level keeps rising and you have to keep driving forward to go to try and get better and better. Um, because that's the way of the world. That's is what's happening. You know, your student young players of your generation are playing at a higher level than they were when I was in school, you know, so we need to stay current, you need to be curious. So that those are the those are the was that two things It's probably more than two things. But nonetheless, there you go really want it but also be ready to put the work in and have a plan b i guess that's that's three <laughs> no that was amazing advice thank you um and now we're at the stage in our interview where we ask our fast five questions so this okay. is fun rapid fire <clears throat> kind of the first thing that comes to mind okay, um, okay. so our first question are you ready <laughs> yep perfect well, can i have um, more than one answer sure yes okay absolutely okay. but just in case i you know Exactly. Um, So the first question is, what is your favorite movie soundtrack? Well, uh, I would say I have to say The Sound of Music because that's my favorite movie. But also I would say my favorite movie soundtrack, my my second choice would be Indiana Jones, John Williams. Yeah. Both really? Yeah. Amazing trumpet. Amazing trumpet. Sometimes when I want to get inspired, I, I put that movie on Indiana Jones and I'm like, gets me going. Yeah. I love that. And what is an instrument you wish you played? Um, I wish I played the cello. As an orchestra player, they always have the most amazing lines, amazing solos. Yeah. And I often sit there and think, oh, man, I wish I played the cello. (laughs) Oh, cool. And what is your favorite concert that you've attended? Uh, You know what? there's I've, i mean i've seen lots of amazing orchestra concerts but i actually think my most favorite inspiring concert was i saw paul mccartney about five or six years ago at a football stadium actually in saskatchewan and it was unreal he played it was i mean he he's in his 70s maybe i don't know and it was like energy and focus and the musicianship and like everything was just bang on the sound was incredible even though it was like in a football stadium the quality of the sound was incredible anyway there you go paul mccartney yeah oh that 
Amazing. So exciting. Um, and what's the last show you've binge watched? Or if you don't watch TV, what's the last book you've uh, Yeah, I, 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 I do. We're, we're Netflix hounds in this house. Um, okay, what was that show? It's uh, the sort of spinoff from The Wire. It's called uh, We Own This City, I think. It's like oh. a cop show. Kind of, um, yeah, cop show. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of our jam here. <laughs> that's on Netflix. Uh, I think it's HBO. Okay, actually. it's pretty, awesome. pretty HBO ish. Yeah, yeah. Fun. And the this last question, it's at least I found this one challenging. What's your hidden talent? Oh, um, yeah. What is my hidden talent? Jeez. <clears throat> well, what would I don't know. I, I, I can juggle. That's a hidden talent. For oh, only, th- only three. I can juggle three balls, but that's, oh, that that's, so cool. yeah, that's not that impressive when you see guys juggling like five, six, seven, <laughs> but no, anyway, but yeah. Still really hard and a lot of coordination. Like, yeah, it's sort of a goofy thing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There can't be oranges in the house without me like trying to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, they would be bruised. Even two, they would be bruised. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so just our last question before we end the interview is, do you have any exciting plans or new projects coming up? Um, well, yeah, you know, um, a project I'm really, uh, really super happy that that we um, that exists now uh, is we started with a bunch of friends in 2018-2019, this uh, initiative, the Canadian Women's Brass Collective. And uh, yeah, we had a conference in 2019 at the University of Toronto, like it's just a three day event uh, where just, you know, and the whole vision of that group is just to provide visibility so that women can, people can see, because it's still quite unusual to, I mean, I was talking with some friends last night and like, we're trying to think that like, I currently am the only principal trumpet of an orchestra that I know of in North America. And it might even be like, I don't really, no one comes to mind like in Europe or Asia where there's a female principal trumpet. So yeah, so just providing visibility that, that for young players and, and performance opportunities for people to see women playing together and that that whole experience so that's been a so we're looking forward to hopefully doing another uh conference at, at the U of in toronto because it's a geographically strong uh area to gather as many people as we can of course um so th- yeah that's that's a that's a project that's coming up that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just actually t- tomorrow headed off to the national youth orchestra of Canada to do some coaching of the trumpet section there. So I love NYO. I just love, it's such a formative experience for any orchestral player. It's sort of the pinnacle of the training programs in Canada. And it's just an absolute thrill to be part of the journey of these super talented young players so that's those are the things that's that's sort of on on the horizon for me yeah 
Wow, that's super exciting, and I I I love the um the the conference that you've put together because I think I think that's just so important. And yeah, important. there there's we have a website and we have some. Uh, actually, the pandemic we did quite a lot of online. Um, maybe what would you call them? Panels. People just talking. So anybody can check on our YouTube channel. Like there's I don't know at least a dozen different excer- ex- experts from all across Canada. Uh, sharing and talking. Yeah, it was really, really, really great. Really great. Another silver lining of that, that crazy pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Getting like when one opportunity closes, another opens and you, yeah, yeah. there you go. So, so amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming. This was an absolute treat to interview. I, I interview, I had a lot of fun. I hope you did as well. Yes. Um, You're easy to talk to Catherine. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I had a great time. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, Karen, for joining us on this episode of what's your forte and for sharing your cool experiences. I thoroughly enjoyed hearing everything you had to say um, to everyone listening. Thanks for sticking around and we'll see you on the next episode of what's your forte. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you heard, you can learn more about our organization at bandology.ca, which features information about music education, advocacy and research, and our play a gig and bandcamp programs. Follow us on social media for more videos, performance and interviews on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.